The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon and welcome, America, to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Well, today is two big days. God bless the American flag. It's Flag Day, the day in which we reflect on the importance of our flag. Sometimes maybe we need to remind people of that who think it's okay to disrespect it. No, the flag of a country is the symbol of a country. There aren't that many symbols that hold countries together. In fact, America has uh, less than most because we're not, as I keep telling you, because it's so important, because this is what's in jeopardy right now. We're held together by common beliefs, not by shared ethnicity, religion, or things like that. We're not Israel or Pakistan. Pakistanis are all Muslims. Israelis are all Jews. Italians are ethnically Italian. French, ethnically French. Germans, ethnically German. Americans are ethnically what? Native Americans? No. Many, many other things as well. Are they ethnically English because we came from England uh, in terms of uh, political and legal? No, because we came from a lot of other things, too. We're French, we're German, we're Jewish, we're Irish, we're Italian, we're Greek, we're, my goodness, I left out a group and they're going to be protesting tomorrow. When I did that as mayor, I did it one one time, and then I refused to ever give the list of the group because I always left one out. And then I had a big, big protest. Once I left out Italians and my mother protested, it was really tough, really, really tough. So happy Flag Day to all of us who live under, it truly is the most beautiful flag in the world. The red, the white, the blue, the stars, in the wind. Oh, come on. And uh, every time I see it, I think of, I think of some American I never met, who was probably 17, 18, 19 years old, going over a hill, trying to protect the liberty and freedom of somebody else, dying while being rallied by that flag and displaying that special quality of America that America gives their lives to save other people. Very few others do that. And then my mind quickly goes to September 11, late that afternoon when I was feeling, I don't know what I was feeling, probably not even wise to tell you what I was feeling. And I saw the flag of the firefighters just like Iwo Jima, and I said, Mike, Goodness, we got it, we got it, we got it. We got the same blood that those people that fought the Second World War had. Look, they did exactly the same thing. Must have been their fathers and their grandfathers and their granduncles and their cousins or even their relatives by by ideology. So that flag means a lot. Don't you dare bend your knee to it. Don't you dare and expect me to respect you. And I'm entitled to that opinion. You can be entitled to yours. I'm entitled to mine. And I have always thought if you burn it, you go to jail. My goodness, if you burn a pink LGBTYZ flag, you go to, you get sued. You get arrested. A guy got arrested for it a couple of days ago. You burn an American flag, you get applauded. Got to stop it. We're going to change it. Now, who's going to change it for us? The happy birthday boy. 
Who's the happy birthday boy, Ted? Happy birthday to you. President, President Donald J. Trump is the happy birthday boy today. We call, we just called him a few minutes ago to see what kind of shape he was in. Uh, oh my I didn't bother to ask him if he played golf today. He didn't tell me, which means if he did, he didn't have a great score. Because if he did, the first thing out of his mouth would have been, I got three pars today. I heard nothing about pars today. I heard nothing about anything under par. So I'm assuming he either didn't play or it wasn't a great day. Now, for you and me, it probably was a great day. Because despite all the joking around, the guy is one hell of a golfer. He really is. My son played with him on Saturday, and I said, Angel, has he lost anything? He said, I think he's better. That's what everybody says. I think he, I think he plays better. I said, come on, Angel, you, you're not going to fool your dad. You're not on television. He said, I wouldn't do it on television anyway. You know me. I tell you when he screws up. <laughs> well, happy birthday, President Trump. And I, I'm embarrassed as to what this country is doing to you. And I did have a conversation today, uh, some work I was doing on other things, and, and two of them were Democrats. And uh, one Demo- neither one had ever voted for Trump. One was leaning to Trump already because of uh, how much Biden has screwed up the country and his feeling that nobody could put it back together as fast as Trump. And he actually has a very good point. He says, as a Democrat, I'm actually really, really content with voting for Trump. I have no, I have no doubt that that guy, because he's – just a crazy effective will get it right back to where it was in about four or five months. And then the stuff we don't like, we only have to put up with it for four years. <laughs> it was an interesting argument. I don't know if you can convert it into political argument. The second guy is a little different. The second guy said, I cannot possibly vote for my party after what they've done. I was brought up to hate everything they're doing. I was brought up to respect the First Amendment, the right of other people who disagree with me to say what they want, even the right of people to lie. We don't put them in jail for lying. We dispute their lies. And all of a sudden, I've got this craziness going on. He said, I can't. The guy's a lawyer. He said, what I can't square is how they can do this to Trump. And there's no doubt that Biden and Hillary and Bill Clinton did far worse. How can I? I mean, the (laughs) The guy didn't lose any documents. He didn't destroy any documents. Documents did not get into the hands of our enemies. Meanwhile, Hillary, uh, you know, Hillary destroyed a whole office building of documents. Many of them classified. She destroyed them. Biden put them so the Chinese, the Chinese would have to be blind not to see them. He put them in two offices that are paid for by the Chinese. He put them in Chinatown, and he put them right next to his son, who was working with the chief spy of China, out in out in the garage. I mean, he might as well put a little sign on it saying, you know, pick one from column A and one from column B. Oh, we have a special this week. You can have both. And then how can you not uh, 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 factor into it that he was bribed by the Chinese? They gave him disgustingly ridiculous amounts of money, $31 million. And all of a sudden, documents are disappearing and ending up in places where the Chinese communists can have access to them. And, and we have to start guessing. And they don't even investigate. And they indict the other guy for harmless activity. Something for- 
very wrong that has to be fixed if we're going to fix America. So, Mr. President, you have a very happy birthday. Don't uh, get too. uh, I mean, I know you have endless energy and I know you have endless strength and I know. But we are depending on you so much. Stay healthy. I, I have come to the conclusion after giving this, as Ted knows, we've been around about this oh, for about three, four months. And about two months ago, we really decided pretty strongly on Trump, right? Oh, um, and yeah, uh, no, I, no, you were always ago. there. Oh, come you on, were man. always there. I always had the no. following. I always had the following, uh, not reservation. No, Look, you were if, never. If, no. if, if he was going to run, I was going to support him. But I did have some reservations in the back of my mind, like, um, uh, is he real? Does he really have the stomach? Does he really have the stomach for it? I know he's got the stomach for everything, but you, I knew they were going to put him through new stuff. And how's he going to handle the new stuff? And the minute I saw him stronger, I said, "Wow!" Oh my goodness! This yeah. wow! He's going to be better this time. He's going to be better. And I would never. And now, oh, and now, talking to him, listening to him, conversations that only I can have—not only I, but only I and maybe four or five other people can have with him. He's much more focused on what is wrong and what he has to do than he ever was before. This hasn't gotten him off focus. If anything, it's gotten him laser focused on straightening out, let's call it the deep state, which is really the communist country they've established for us. There may be others who will do it, but it will be a long road for them. He knows exactly where to go and what to do. And we'll be back to our America, the America we've had for all these years, not the one affected by Mao and Stalin and Obama and Biden and Sololinsky and Hillary Clinton, all of whom studied the same philosophy. We'll be back to the America of Benjamin Franklin, you know, and Ronald Reagan and John Kennedy. So you think you think he's up up to the task, Mayor? They will stop at nothing. One hundred percent up to the task of the I, White I, House. I, they will stop at. I think nothing. he's past the point where they can stop him. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tire themselves out trying to stop him. And I think the real question is now it's not about does Trump have the ability to get to the well he's at the starting line the finish gate. The answer is more than enough. I don't see Biden getting to the finish line. Well, like you, Mayor, he seems healthier today than than he seems like he's getting healthier and healthier. Yeah, I think the challenge, maybe God gave this to him, and because I think God does look out upon us and gives us what we need when we need it. Right at the last minute, somehow, I kind of plays with us right at the last minute. And I think God has given him what we need right at the last minute to take us back from falling off that cliff into uh, ultimate communism that then would take generations to get out of. Just as we had you following September 11th. Well, okay. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, no one ever wants to put themselves in that position. Now, he doesn't. When I talk to him like this, he gets nervous. The country's on the line. It's up to God to decide this, but other people can say this for you. You can't. Yes. And I think when you and everybody thinks he's a big narcissist and all that stuff, a lot of that is game playing and fun and part of his industry and being a salesman. And, uh, with regard to this country and God, he's got a tremendous amount of humility. And uh, I think he understands the importance of his role. 
And it becomes more and more important every day as it becomes obvious that this country at the highest level, it could be close to thoroughly corrupt. Well, it's, we're past the point, Mayor. It's corrupt. It's corrupt yeah, from the inside out. And I go out. back now. I go back because of, of what I think you know we're working on and going over all that money that Ukraine has stolen and never accounted for. It's like incredible. There's a, there's a, there's a $5 billion still outstanding amount of foreign aid that's never been accounted for that Obama didn't want accounted for because he knew it was going to come back to his people. And I also remember the warnings that I got when I was in Ukraine, kind of secretly, and I was told uh, they're going to stop you with everything they got because if this opens up, it's not just Trump and Biden. It's uh, it's a lot of other people are involved in this, including in, in, in his own political – in Trump's own political party that are double-crossing him and working against him because they shared in the stealing in Ukraine. In his own administration. Yeah. Now we'll take a short break and we'll get back to this sordid mess and then have some answers for it. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show and welcoming you back. And, you know, as I was sitting here going through all the different possibilities of things we covered today, I, I do have to mention two things that the mayor of New York did and being the former mayor, these are things I just have to say something about. Uh, for, first of all, he gave the teachers union and altogether, uh, he did a five-year contract. Now, I initiated five-year contracts, so I know him better than anybody. They had never done a five-year contract before I was the mayor because they didn't know how to negotiate one. But number two, that, the idea of that is to save money. The, the, it's going to be a 20% raise. Okay, great. Adams, what'd you get in return? Nada, nothing, Ugat. What were you talking about? It's a headline right here. Uh, 20% for the teachers, no union concessions. Which means that kids are going to be less well-educated five years from now than they are now, just like they're less well-educated now than they were five years ago. In fact, considerably less educated. We are going in this direction. 100,000 less kids in school. Uh, uh, the budget up. We're spending 30% more on 100,000 less. And we're getting 20% worse results. And now our mayor gives them a big, big raise. No union concessions. Now, I don't know exactly what kind of brain he's operating with, but don't you just exercise a little common sense there and say, if I'm going to give him a big pile of money, I'm going to ask for things like, well, how about more charter schools, which they are blocking? The charter schools perform 20 to 30% better than the public schools with exactly the same students. The charter schools are frozen. You can have no more charter schools. Over half the children in Harlem go to charter schools. The ones in charter schools perform 30% better than the ones in public school. They're the same kids just lucky enough to get into the charter schools. Difference is the unions don't run the charter schools. You're not allowed to have any more charter schools in Harlem. You're not allowed to have more than 50% charter schools. Why? Because the union has to preserve itself 
and doesn't give a damn about the students, which is why the mayor, Mayor Adams, you know, I get mad at you, and sometimes I approve what you're doing, but how can you sell out the kids? Come on. Come on, that's a pure political move to a union that is destructive and communist. It's a shame. Uh, we're never getting anywhere when we elect people that don't care about children. Oh, 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 oh. Second, he is going to uh, support uh, protecting uh, gender-altering surgery. He doesn't want any of that legislation in New York that says that under 18, you're really not ready to chop your uh, genital organs off. Like you shouldn't be allowed to do it no matter who you are. Because you're just not ready to make that decision. Just like you're not ready to get a tattoo. Huh? Because you might want to take the tattoo off. The other one you can't put back on. Sorry. Do you know that many more suicides are caused after people succumb to the transgender than before? The whole idea that people who are transgender and are locked into it commit suicide is People who commit suicide are the ones who do it and then regret it because you can't change it. We'll be back right after this message. We'll get to those telephone calls. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show. And, of course, it's Rudy Giuliani, America's Mayor, back uh, with you We'll go to the lines in a moment. I can't help mention, and maybe uh, we're, we're running out of turning points and crossing the Rubicon, and you can't turn back, and uh, it's just done now, and they've taken the country and destroyed it. But what happened at the White House yesterday in what really was a celebration of Trump's being indicted, which is hardly anything you should celebrate, but it gives you an idea how vicious and mean the left wing is. It also gives you an idea of how perverted they are when one of the officials that was invited there as part of the celebration uh, took out, took off her blouse and displayed her surgical breasts in front of children. And she thought this is what, you know, was cool uh, as a way of celebrating Pride Month. Uh, this was either shortly before or shortly after. She took a very nice smiling picture with Joe Biden who I have to say, there doesn't appear to be any picture of him smelling her hair. But uh, who knows? This is outrageous, disgusting. It, sh- it shows us that we've lost all discipline and that uh, if we don't throw these bums out of the White House, we aren't going to have a country left. This is absolutely absurd. It wasn't done as a protest. It wasn't done like, let's say, if this were a a Bush or a Trump uh, celebration and someone did it to screw it up, you know, to to shame it. It was done because she thought this was an appropriate uh, thing to do, that we, that women, uh, she even said women don't have to uh, wear shirts in the District of Columbia. I don't know if that's true or not. There are some places that say because men can go without uh, having uh, a shirt on their chest, women can. There was briefly a ruling in new york like that uh i think it eventually got overturned but there were people walking around new york 
you may not remember it, but this is back in the 1990s, and they were showing their breasts every once in a while. And for a short period of time, the police couldn't do anything about it until I came into office and did it anyway. Then finally, we were upheld. Uh, I can remember some woman did this in front of St. Patrick's, and Bill Bratton told me the police couldn't arrest him because of the opinion. And I basically told Bill on a day in which a police commissioner is gone, well, the next time it happens, I guess I'm going to have to get a police commissioner with better eyesight. Uh, I told Bill that a lot, by the way. Um, but it worked. We brought crime down, which is the most important thing. Who cares about Bill Bratton and me? What we really care about is that he and I together brought down crime more than any mayor and police commissioner had at that point in history anywhere in the world. And by the time I was finished with th- two other police commissioners who did as well or better than him, we brought crime down more than anyone has anywhere ever. Uh, so let's go to um, let's go to um, let's go to Richard in Colorado. Richard, are you in Colorado? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. well, go ahead, Richard. Mr. Mayor, um, I am a retired New York City detective. Oh, good. God bless um, you. I'm calling on behalf. And by the way, you'll always be our mayor. Um, in our eyes, you're the best one we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my sister, uh, who was also a New York City police officer, and so was her husband. He was a sergeant. Um, he was assigned during 9-11 to the uh, trade center. He worked the pit, and um, he passed away this November. This December will be two years. That I'm he sorry. Passed away. Uh, um he was issued an ID card by the city of New York, but we don't know what agency. It's basically almost like the ID card that um, somebody at um, uh, IBM would wear. Uh, it had his picture on it, um, and it had some other information, and it had, I understand, letters uh, that gave a code as to where he was supposed to be assigned. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't find it. She's trying to get file some papers for him. Oh, she wants to be able to show that he worked at Ground Zero. Is that the point? Yes. Yes. And we, we've we submitted, she submitted, my sister submitted uh, overtime slips, uh, memo book entries, even a picture of him wearing a hard hat and um, um, respirator. And what has happened? What, 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 what has the result been? The result is that they need this to prove that he was there and they need to prove how much at least he had at minimum of 40 hours. Um, he's, he was there throughout uh, most of the time at 9-11. Uh, he was assigned to street crime at the time. Um, I've exhausted all of my sources. Uh, I've gone through a variety of different numbers, and I figured if anybody would know. Well, I might uh, be able to help. I might be able to help you with it. Can you send me some things that would help me identify him? Uh, you know, you don't have to send me the, if I need the whole file, I'll let you know. But would you send me like his name, his badge, uh, some of the things you have that showed he was down at ground zero? And I'll, I'll see what I can do to get, uh, I mean, I know the group that works for these people and I'll see if I can have them help you reconstruct what happened. The best way to do that is to stay on the phone, right? And, um, and when you send it here, 
send it attention, maybe attention, Ted Goodman. Ted's sitting right here with I'm, me. I'm here, Mayor. And he'll, he will make sure we, we get on top of this, okay? And all you have to do is identify it as, uh, it says here, uh, Divide Colorado. <laughs> I think I know we've talked before. So uh, you do that. And I, honestly, you know, we'll see what we can do. I, I take these very seriously, as you know. I know. And okay. And we'll see what we, we'll see. What, we'll see if we can recreate, you know, what he did. I, I don't want to tell you it shouldn't be too hard, but I'm hoping. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Sir. All right. I tell, tell your sister to hang in there. All right. And God I bless will. you. God bless him. Thank you. Thank sir. You. I appreciate everything. Thank you. These are these people. Thank you got to go out of your way. You got to go out of your way for them. Robert in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, first of all, happy birthday to Donald Trump. Happy birthday, God, Donald. Good. And, and they, and they, many and more, please, him. please, many more, please. And, yeah, may God bless and protect him. And, um, you know, I, I disagree. I think the one, one way that the deep state could possibly stop uh, the President Trump is by indicting Biden and then getting someone like Michelle Obama to steal the election for her or someone like Gavin Newsom to steal the election for them. You think you think they would be uh, well, look, they would have to be better candidates than Biden because Biden really isn't a candidate. He's a puppet. However, here's the thing, though, uh, 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 Robert, it worked. You know, you never know how somebody's going to work as a presidential candidate until they're a candidate. So here's the interesting thing for all the thing about they don't want Trump. They don't want Biden. They don't want Trump. They don't want Biden. Then they're the only two people in the field who have actually won a presidency. Right? And we think Trump won it twice, but in any event, he won it once. Right? And Biden, well, he won it. He's there. So there is something weird about Biden where I would ordinarily say anybody else would be a stronger candidate. But all the stuff that he does, all the crazy stuff that he does, people still vote for him. There's some kind of feeling sorry for him. And I don't know how you can feel. I mean, there's so many things that have happened that have ripped away any ability to feel sorry for him. There is no doubt he's a massive crook. He's taken in millions while he was in public office. And he did it with our enemies. There's no doubt that he's a miserable human being. He won't, he won't acknowledge his granddaughter because it'll hurt him. He made his son an addicted kid, a bag man, where you consign him to a life of degeneracy. You can't take a kid who is fragile like that and have him work for you with some of the biggest criminals and murderers in the world, which is what he did. This guy's Loshevsky whose picture you're seeing now, who gave them the 5 million and the 5 million and has the 17 recordings, do not think he's a nice old Ukrainian grandfather. He's a $40 billion massive crook who stole the money from the people of the Ukraine. And when he came out of government service to take his business back, within weeks his partner was dead. And he became the complete owner of the company, having stolen the widow's piece. This is what we're talking about. 
They were partners with Whitey Bulger's nephew. They were partners with the spy chief of China. Please. Good daddies, even crooked good daddies, don't take vulnerable children and put them with world-class thieves, criminals, and murderers unless they don't really give a damn what happens to their kids and all they care about is protecting their miserable little selves. So why do you like him? He's a bad man. He's an evil man. I wouldn't even like to go near him at this point. Of course, I'm not even sure what I would do because I know so much about him. I still know about 80% more than you've gotten yet. Some of which I, I've actually told you about if you go back to my podcast and some of which I don't feel comfortable telling you because I can't, I can't, I can't corroborate it like this, this, um, this thing about recordings. I heard about recordings three years ago, but I couldn't nail them down. Now they're nailed down. But the whole story with Zloshevsky, I've known for, for, for three years. Let's go to Robert in Mayo Pike. Hey, Mr. Mayor, how are you? I'm good, Robert. How are you? Good, good. I got three quick things. First of all, history will show in the future you and Trump as one of the greatest, greatest patriots this country has ever seen. Number two, Trump needs to talk directly to the liberals and real Democrats out there and convince them and, and get the message to them because, you know, they're out there and you've got to convince them. Number three, with Clinton's emails, when she deleted them all, don't the recipients still have their emails? So they're out there somewhere. You're right. And some have shown up, you know, uh, that is true. Uh, those email, a lot of those emails. Well, we don't know, right? Because we don't know since we don't know what the emails were, what category they fall in. We don't know if they're the kind of emails that people would produce, wouldn't produce. Would I suspect that a lot of them are national security emails that uh, China, uh, Russia, Ukraine, uh, you name it, are holding. And they're holding uh, for good reasons, like to extort. I mean, don't you realize the unbelievable position that Zelensky is in? I mean, Zelensky's got the whole, this whole story that's coming out now, piecemeal, in our newspapers about uh, uh, the big oligarch in Ukraine paying him uh, five million and five million and having uh, 17 records. You don't think Zelensky's known that from day one? I know Zelensky knew it. I spoke to Zelensky's chief of staff. He's got the whole, he's got the whole damn file. I actually even asked the guy, you're going to prosecute the president of Ukraine. Took a hundred million dollar bribe. Are you going to let him walk? You, you know, their reluctance, who knows this, this is true. Their reluctance is they don't want to set a precedent for indicting a prior president. <laughs> They're more concerned about that than demented Joe. And they got a hundred million dollar bribe to think about, not a, a couple of documents being shifted around incorrectly. But who knows if that's the real reason? The real reason may be if they indict the guy for a hundred million dollar bribe, he just goes and tells you all the characters Zelensky's been involved with, including his mentor, who I keep saying Zloshevsky's the biggest crook in Ukraine. 
It could be that Kolomoisky, who is Zelensky's uh, patron, made him a millionaire. He could be a bigger crook. He runs Privat Bank. Privat Bank knows everything because they do the money laundering. Privat Bank is so good at money laundering. The Russians come to them for money laundering because they're better than Russians. And Kolomoisky made a fortune being an expert at transactions, complex. He can hide them and you can't find them. We will be back with the mayor's final thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Well, this is the mayor back with his final thoughts. And, of course, they're sponsored by Tunnels of Towers, the organization that takes care of our uniformed members, military and civilian, who are uh, harmed, hurt, uh, in the line of duty, either catastrophically injured or, God forbid, lose their lives. Tunnels of Towers is there to take care of the mortgage, to take care of the home, to make sure there's a smart home if it's needed, a home that can be used by a person catastrophically injured. You want to be there for them, $11 a month, and you'll be part of something that uh, can make you proud of yourself. It really, really, really is. So I thought we would uh, devote our final uh, thoughts to uh, the, the issue that we the issue that we dealt with a little a little bit today, but it really is uh, one that's going to be, uh, I think, among us for two or three years of really having to search uh, through it, and that is how do we deal with this whole um, uh, uh, t- taking over of the pride movement, which began in order to get civil rights, equal rights for gay. And lesbians, so so that they would not be discriminated against, so that they could have equal rights to couples who marry who are heterosexual. At first, there was a gay uh, partnership uh, legislation that gave them all the same um, uh, legal rights and, and governmental rights, but didn't uh, call it marriage, uh, not to offend the religious scruples of people who believe that that is not religiously pr- proper, that who take a view that it's man and woman, and the purpose of marriage is to um, is to sanctify a pr- procreation as well as to sanctify the love between a man and a woman, and that uh, it, going back very strictly to, to to the Bible, if you read it strictly, you know God makes it quite clear by repeating it in the sentence that you know God created man and wo- woman, man and woman He created them. He didn't leave much ambiguity in that statement for something in between. So whether you agree with that or you don't, to disrespect that opinion, which many left-wingers do, is utter ignorance because that's been the prevailing opinion of humanity almost from the time uh, people started reading and writing. Uh, And it doesn't just uh, uh, engage the Christian religion or the Jewish religion. It's uh, as strictly uh, viewed in the Muslim religion, uh, which is now you put those three religions together and you're covering most of the world. So now if you want them to make changes in what they've believed for a thousand years or two thousand years, you can't jam it down their throat. So I think the 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 um, let's call it the civil rights movement for gays and lesbians was handled really, really well. And I think the whole acceptance 
of, let's say, gay marriage, which is still not completely accepted, but accepted, happened much smoother with a real sort of uh, a feeling that there's an awful lot of toleration in this country than anyone ever thought would be the case. But now you're, you're doing something different. Now you're, you're taking a subcategory of sexual conduct called, uh, uh, you know, transgender. Uh, uh, people who are born male and somehow develop the idea they're female. Now, uh, from time immemorial, that has been considered an affliction, an illness, uh, 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 an illness by definition, because your um, your biology is in deep conflict with your ideology or ideology, however you want to look at it. Your your physical characteristics are in conflict with the way you look at yourself. And is that a deep, irreversible change in in your body, in your genes, in your uh, organs, in your uh, things that feed your brain? Or is it a, uh, a confusing thought that occurs to possibly a majority of human beings? And the statistic that is most relied on is that 80% of the people who give any kind of uh, beyond just cursory thought to doubting their sexuality resolve it in favor of their biological sex. So do you realize the fire you're playing with if you start changing them too quickly? Because that's when the suicides take place.